is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. It is time again for Spoiling Star Wars with Eric. Eric, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. I've seen uh, Chapter 15 uh, twice now, so I'm prepared and ready to speak on its behalf. Very nice. I know when we last spoke, you know, they kind of left it dangling that they were going to go look for uh, for Bill Burr's character, and we were, you know, was kind of wondering how exactly that was going to go, considering, you know, he, he put the dude in jail. Um, I think that resolved pretty well. Uh, surprisingly well, like he's, I, I somehow expected him to be like in a cell, not in a big junkyard scrapping old TIE fighters, which was kind of an interesting scene. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. The, uh, the TIE fighter scrapyard or, or junkyard in general. I wonder what they're doing there. What do you think? They're just melting them down. I mean, I guess what, what do you do with, uh, I've never really explored the whole junkyard aspect. What do you do with all this stuff? Recycle it? Melt it down? I mean, I mean, I guess you can harvest it for parts or, or, or recycle it. Um, I mean, I know in the real world, you know, there are often, you know, junkyards like that where you, you know, the you pick it, you pull it thing where you can go, you know, find an old car to go for, you know, parts that are still viable sort of a thing. But I don't imagine they're doing that for TIE fighters. That That seems odd. Yeah, I was more taken by how did all those TIE fighter husks get there? Like, is somebody like out in some, you know, bulk freighter orbiting a planet, just harvesting all the space junk and then they dump it here? Like, but I mean, wasn't that what Ray you know. did? Kind of. Didn't she like, go and harvest all the, the stuff or, like? Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I that mean, was I a Star Destroyer that had crash landed on the planet. Sure, like, sure. it seems to me. It seems to me most of the, I mean, I don't think all those TIE fighters happened to have gotten shot down right in the vicinity of that junkyard. Like, they had to have gotten there from somewhere. Like yeah, that, no, I... These, I, these are the I kinds of weird locations. things that run through my head. <laughs> well, we're just trying to figure out the universe. Well, I have to assume that there are multiple places like this for all types of ships. I've, you know, most planets will have some type of junkyard. And uh, so all TIE fighters that were shot down captured whatever on that planet which we really don't know what planet that was i can't remember yeah i don't know if they mentioned it truthfully i mean whatever it doesn't matter but either way either way that i i just have to assume that that is a thing for star wars and he was just at the local one which we saw the tie fighters because they're easily marked but i'm sure there were all types of other you know well i I remember seeing an atst also, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff, but the only recognizable things that I caught on the quick were the TIE fighters and the, uh, or like said, there was an ATSD. And in the background, we got to see one of the cool crane walker yeah. things. Yeah, those are fun. Again, those, I thought of those. I yeah, was, yeah. yeah. And, and and I was hoping that there would, you know, it, it seemed to me they were all like a humanoid species there. I didn't see any cool looking creatures in the junkyard. Yeah, you've been, you've been somewhat creatureless for the last couple of episodes. Oh, well, let's, that... let's move, let's move to the, the one creatures that I was really <laughs> going to talk about. What were the, so for those who are missing out and not sure what's going on in this episode, I would then say, watch the episode because we're yes. not going to talk about it. No, uh, no, but for the most part, when they're, <laughs> when they're going through and, and they're getting attacked by the, um, like the barge type creatures, wh- what the hell are those? I don't think I've ever seen anything 
at first I thought they might have been like a um, uh, what's it what's what's the Jedi's name that had the cool looking tentacles and the black eyes. Kit Fisto. Kit Fisto. Yeah, Kit Fisto. Yeah, those those are not those are not no, Kit Fisto aliens. But they were but they were similar enough. So what were they? Do, oh. you, do you know? Have you seen no. them before? I was afraid you were going to say you were going to ask that question. I actually do not know the answer. I feel like I've seen them somewhere, like you know, in a background shot, uh, you know, on like the streets of Coruscant, you know, sure. or or you know, in a cantina of some sort. But I I couldn't tell you what they are. But they weren't they, they weren't prevalent they, in a, in a previous film. That's the thing because we mm, would know. No, I can't think no, of them. No, there's no Jedi no, that they, I thought of or. Mm-mm. No, but they really wanted to blow up that Rydonian for sure. They were, they were, I was, I mean, I mean, that's that they had a, they had a steady supply of thermal detonators. Oh yeah. Again, you know, I think things, things as I experienced them in the role-playing game are not always analogous to how things actually are in that universe. I'm finding out more and more, which makes sense. Cause when the, the, the RPG came out, I think it was like 89 and there were only three movies and not much of an expanded universe. You know what I mean? And thermal yeah. detonators were like rare and expensive. Like if you were playing, you know, getting a thermal detonator was equivalent to finding like a, a super magical sword in D and D like, Ooh, rare item. And these guys were just pulling them out. Like they were, you know, they, they came in 12 packs or something. Oh um, yeah. No, <laughs> thermal detonators were all, all the rage in, in that party. Maybe they make them, mm. you know, maybe that's, maybe that's one of the things that they, maybe. they can make them. If they maybe. do, then, you know, Maybe that's what they were using but, that uh, ratatolium or whatever they were, whatever it was called. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, maybe. but uh, no, I, I liked it. Uh, it. I thought it was interesting. I'm just going to shift around you uh, know, you're fine. all over the episode because that's that's how I do. I I really like that uh, Boba re- repainted his armor. Brought it yeah, back he to did. Its, its, yeah, its previous glory. I I thought it was priceless when Bill Burr walked up and saw him walk down. Thought you were a different Mandalorian. And then Armando walks down. He's like, "Oh shit, I'm I'm so screwed." <laughs> yeah. Um. But I think they I think they negotiated that pretty well. You know, he was like, "Well, I can I can stay here or I can go do this thing. I guess, I guess I'll do this thing." You know. Um, yeah. Which in all retrospect, out well. yeah. In retrospect, <laughs> I think I would have liked to watch the previous episode to kind of remember, you know, because this was last season. It was probably around the same time. It might have been up, you know, the the sixth or the yeah. seventh episode. Yeah. Probably. It was probably the fifth or the sixth episode right. of last year, and I remember enough, and I, I remember that you know obviously we 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 thought they it was almost like a horror movie where he like seemed like oh, yeah. he killed everybody at the end, but it turns out he just you know got them all thrown into uh, prison and so forth. But I couldn't remember the exact backstory with Bill Burr's like character. I knew he was a sharpshooter and he had those cool looking uh, like and or droid arms that like shot out. From his back yeah. and kind of looked like Doctor Octopus or so forth, but I couldn't remember exactly, you know, if there was any other beef or if they had a history. And I don't think they had it, history, it, from what I understood. I, I the, yeah, there wasn't a history. It's just they personality clash right out the gate. Like Bill Burr's a very, you know, sort of abrasive, <laughs> sort of I do whatever the fuck I want and you're not in charge of me kind of guy. And Mando's very, you know, sort of regimented and disciplined and you know we follow the rules here sort of like yeah. the two of them just butted heads just personality wise and then of course you know <laughs> he lied to mando and double turn double you know uh, yeah you know double crossed him so you know did, did not leave on really good terms but you know 
you're <laughs> you're faced with a uh, with a, a an assassin and two Mandalorian bounty hunters. You, you probably don't sass them too much, and you do what it is they want you to do. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think you yeah, just kind of well, came to terms with this is well, my new reality. Or you hang out in the junkyard all the time, you know, like right. That was right. So what was the whole purpose? So I know. So he's obviously ex-imperial, which means he worked in some type of, you know. Obviously, he talks about, you know, one of the missions that he gets right. super pissy about, right? Because he obviously mm-hmm. was there and the guy basically mass murdered all the – he didn't try to save the troops. The, the Right, right. What are they – is that an admiral or, or what was this gentleman he was talking to? Yeah, so I can't remember. His direct. Some, some, some high-ranking imperial officer, just, just a guy uh-huh. who's like, you know. And that's that's always been the imperial's, you know, thing is we have more people. <laughs> we will overwhelm with numbers and we don't care if our people die as long as we achieve the end goal. Yeah. You know, and that, and for the most part, most of the Imperials are kind of brainwashed into, yep, that's the way this works. And I'm not going to have a problem with it. You know, Bill Burr's got a little bit of a, uh, I'll be darned if I can remember the dude's, his character's name. Mayfield. 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 There you go. Good, good, good remembering Eric. Good, good I, job. You know, I specifically um, thought of that. I said, all right, here's the deal. People are going to get mad that I don't know their names. <laughs> and I'm like, well, let me see if I can remember it a bit. And uh, so I, I, I snatched a little bit in my brain. There you go. Good good job. But, like, he, he clearly has a person. Like, he's not brainwashed like many of the rest of the Imperials. Like, he's got some personality himself. And, you know, you didn't see it until this episode. But clearly he had some feelings about how oh, that all yeah. went down. And how, Absolutely. you know, everybody got wiped out. As you would. You know, it, it kind of adds a certain human element to him which I thought, you know, gave him some depth and was some, some good stuff. I mean, he's still not, you know, a good guy <laughs> by any stretch, but he's not, he's no longer just a, you know, soulless well, killer. He he makes you know, he, to, truthfully, he's no different than Han Solo. Like, kind of, you know, like that, that's, that's how I got the vibe. Like I didn't, right off the get go, I didn't dislike him, you know, from last year. They didn't do a, a good yeah. enough job because, I mean, you're dealing in a criminal world. You know, Mando is, well, I wouldn't say he's a criminal, but he's definitely not, like, straight and narrow. You know, yeah. I mean, more and more now he is. You know, he's becoming, you know, more of a, you know, father looking for his child type scenario. So, it's, right. it's you know, but last year it was a matter of, like, I didn't necessarily, I, I thought what they tried to do to capture him or backstab him was crappy. But that's only because we liked the main character. But I'm just like, well, you, you know. <laughs> You play with fire, you're going to get burnt. You're asking to do these these jobs. You know, you're, you're right. breaking into an actual, you know, a police, you know, vault or whatever. It's right. breaking somebody out. Like, okay, you're dealing with a bunch of crumb, so that's what's going to happen. But I thought he was fine yeah. and redeeming and actually enjoyable. You know, they, they had several, you know, conversations and kind of really opened up the depth of how he feels about things. You know, whatever makes you sleep at night and. And, and oh, yeah. he was he just ball ball busting Mando, uh, <laughs> you know, about all types of stuff about the helmets and kind of basically saying, so when, you know, it's it, when it fits your terms, you know, like or what kind of right. roles are they? And, and you know, we there's there's something to be said about that, you know, like, oh, yeah, he's he's know, not necessarily you, wrong. Yeah. No. Like, I mean, his his delivery can be a little assholey, you know, but he's, yeah, well, he's not necessarily wrong either. Like, you know, you do what you got to do. You know, you, 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 as long as you can sleep at night, that's, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, he turns out not to be such a dick. Like, the fact is, yeah. you bring him in, you're thinking, like, all right, this guy's going to be awful and stuff. And by the end of the episode, you're, like, happy that he's freed. 
or or died yeah. in in a in some type of accident supposedly right yeah. right depending on right. which authority we're talking to well and it, yeah well i mean there there are people in this world that are just dicks you know and they act like dicks and they really are just dicks yeah. you know and then there are people that are not necessarily bad people it's just their personalities there are, are abrasive and they kind of come across as a dick and i think this episode kind of took him from yeah i think this guy is just a jerk all the time and that's just who he is to yeah he's he's got more depth he just often you know expresses that in you know sort of crude ways you know uh, uh you know so it's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any issues. I was happy with uh, his resolution and how that all happened. And I, I mean, truthfully, I was overjoyed when he shot that the officer because the off oh, they yeah. portrayed that officer as like man to a T as someone that was annoying as fuck. You know, like oh, just yeah. his his oh, delivery. Yeah. And I'm like, what did he remind me of? Like, wh- who sounds like that? And I don't know if it was like a. It almost seemed like if you were watching a movie that had, like, the leader of a Ku Klux Klan or some, like, bigotry, you know, asshole, like, you know, we did what we did and we were right. And just his delivery and his cadence was like, man, this guy needs punched. So when he shot him, it was like, you know, if there was a a theater of people, we all would probably applaud. It was one of those moments. It was like – and I didn't see it happening. I, I did see him visibly getting mad. You know, as he kept on saying, oh. like, yeah, you know, asking the and prodding the questions, but I didn't anticipate him shooting him. And but was oh, happy I, when I he did. Yeah, I kind of did. Like he he mentioned the thing, and as that as that banter went back and forth about was it good for their families? Was it good for the people? And do and you know the imperial was just being a cocky asshat. I'm right about yeah. this, and who gives a shit and whatever. I'm like, this dude is totally getting shot. They are totally going to get into a firefight in the officer's mess. This is going to be great because this guy needs shot. Really yes. badly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, well, well, why don't we uh, why don't we take a break real quick and we come back? We'll talk about probably the most pivotal moment in the the actual episode, uh, and um, and we'll we'll go from there. Sure. When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish, be trendy, be outspoken, but those are all the wrong answers. We want you to be like Justin Benline. Be beige. Why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten? Franchise 10 Apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen. Even hermits wear shirts. Visit justinbenline.com and save 30% off the Justin Benline collection. Justinbenline.com. No personality, no problem. Be beige. Todd, I think the the big moment, and you could tell me if I'm wrong. I think the big moment is the reveal, or at least the removal of the helmet um, during the during the like hacking scene. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So first, first, all right. So what the hell were they doing? Like, I, I get it. They were looking for a ship, but what what do they need this thing for? And what do they have the you know the the disk drive? You know the pen pen disk drive like. <laughs> Can you explain to me, does it make more sense to you as a Star Wars, you know, uh, back-end junkie? Like, to me, I'm just like, all right, I mean, I'll go with it. I don't know what the hell they're meaning. I, I mean, I know they want Moth yeah, they... Gideon. So, like, if this is how they have to find him by this weird – got to go to this weird planet, got to walk in here, got to deliver this giant stuff. Like, So part of this is is I know a few things because I am, as you call me, a, a back-end Star Wars junkie. Part of this is is just me, you know, sort of filling in the blanks 
but like the whole the whole point was they need to find out you know where where moff gideon is yes and to do that they need somebody with imperial credentials and access to be able to find that out they said as much and so mayfield having been former imperial they figure okay he's he's gonna be in this is like he's got a login so the the pen disk drive things are you, you see those all over star wars yeah and those, those are those are called code cylinders like every time you see an imperial those little you know pen things sticking out of their uniform those are code cylinders and basically those are kind of like they're the star wars kind of like keys or you know those uh sure those rs those rsa tokens you get for for computers that they like have the have like the six digit numbers that constantly change and like when you uh-huh. go to log in it's kind of like that they, they they're encoded they've got the encryption to get you into different things you know they've got they've got the code cylinder but they still need a person to log in who has access you know what i mean so who had like the just, code cylinder the code see, cylinder was already they, so that they, they already had that yeah they didn't really say okay. where they sourced that from uh specifically you know but they 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 had that they just needed a person to to do the thing and so you know me just kind of filling in the gaps is like okay you're the you're a big military organization somewhere in their computers they must have where you know all these ships check in with where they're going and where they've been like there's got to be some registry of who is where so the empire can keep track of everybody so they needed to get to an imperial facility so that they could get on a network that had access to that information. They needed a person who could get on that network so they could basically look up and go, okay, Moff Gideon, what ship's he on? Where is that ship? Where is it scheduled to go so that we can go and find it? So that was the whole reason they ne- they needed Mayfield because, like, you know, it's a ship. It takes off and hype. Like, who the hell knows where it is? Well, luckily, they're working for the Empire, <laughs> and the Empire tracks that shit so we they can go and derive that information. So that was that was the whole sort of so mission they, thing. So they chose that location probably based off of it was the closest and most remote. Pretty because much. Because I imagine yeah. that it, to me that I imagine they have their ATM machines or the little side computers, the office lab computers at many right. locations, and they just chose this one. Now, mind you, I don't know why they just wouldn't find a goddamn stormtrooper, beat the shit out of him, put on his stuff, and then just like walk there as opposed to trying to drive these giant tank type, <laughs> you know machines with all this radioactive stuff that's getting destroyed and 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 getting thermal detonators thrown at them but hey you know it made for a, uh, a compelling it, story and, it, and fun for, to watch and from a tactical standpoint it makes sense i mean you just can't fly the slave one up to the imperial facility like you know they have trackers like you know, land that thing way the hell out there so you don't show up on their radar and then you've got to get in and oh look yeah they've got you know they've got these convoys of trucks going from way the hell out here where we are to the thing we can get in one of these trucks we're good like it, it kind of makes sense all right well i mean i mean it's possible you know it's uh i don't know i just think i would have went at it a little differently i mean i'm sure they have well, tons of stormtrooper gear uh, if you think about it, all right so if you are if you're fighting these guys you're gonna have right. leftover stormtrooper you know much like the tie fighters have a junkyard there has right. to be a place that's just like, you know, used used stormtrooper gear. You know, oh, I well, mean, shots, it, whatever, whatever. I mean, like, oh yeah, you put some of those on, and you head on down there, and the, like, they, how are they gonna know? I mean, that's where they got that, you know, the sticks anyway from probably a stormtrooper. Right. Uh, probably from an officer because the stormtroopers tend to not have them. Okay, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go super Star Wars dork into the weeds on you. So. 
as to the stormtrooper armor yes uh and again back to the old rpg days yeah you you, you take out a stormtrooper if you've got the time and the means to do so yeah you harvest that armor that that armor goes into your ship it's into the hold in case you need it at some point in the future like that's just the thing uh <laughs> at least the thing my group did i think most sailors sure i mean did. i don't see why you wouldn't i mean it, the armor's no it's good, good armor you, it's good it's it, good disguise well, it, i was gonna say the <laughs> armor doesn't seem to be doing much it's good disguise right you know now the now the tricky the tricky bit about this and this is where this is where it goes goes deep into the dorkitude so stormtrooper helmets all right have a have a tongue switch that basically turns them on and and their comms and it's like that because basically if you if you're stormtrooper flip that switch with your tongue and it activates all your electronics and connects you to the network and turns on your your comm link and all that stuff you're great and the you know it's military stuff so it's got encryption that rotates on a schedule and you know so if you take out a stormtrooper obviously he's dead he can't flip that switch if you take their helmets off without flipping that switch it's like a it's like a, a dead man switch like you've just made it so that that none of those electronics will work sort of a deal okay all right so 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 if you if you take out a stormtrooper take his helmet off you put his helmet back on like yes you look like a stormtrooper but none like that's one of the reasons why Luke was all I can't see anything in his helmet. It's because all of the nifty extra stuff that's built into it to help an actual stormtrooper see was not active. You're looking through two dark lenses. End of story. Because all that stuff uh, turned off. Uh, okay. Also, so it's not that's why. That's why in a New Hope, when you're like, you know, TK four two one, why aren't you at your post? Like, you can't communicate. It's like your walkie-talkie has been turned off in a way that you can't turn it back on. So, like, yes, you can dress up like a stormtrooper, but as soon as you march up to anyone and they start talking to you, it's a matter of moments before they realize, hey, this guy's not hooked up. And if you're a stormtrooper and you're not hooked up, you're an imposter. Like, it's 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 a real dicey situation. All right. So here here's the question. So the RPG people that's created this fantastic mechanism, this whole whole aspect, like, why aren't they? I mean, are they just hired to make all these new Disney Plus shows? Because to me, that is. <laughs> To me, that's fascinating, and, like, they need to be utilizing this back knowledge stuff. Like, whoever forested this information and created this system that sounds legit to me and makes makes the question that I have. I was like, why would you just steal it and just walk around and give, like, good clarity and answer? Good good job, RPG guys. We don't give nearly enough credit for the crap that you've created. Because that that's that is a pretty fantastic answer that I didn't think I was going to get today, and truthfully, <laughs> never never heard that before. So if you're a Star Wars fan like myself, that's just kind of like you know what you watch the films, you you know you know you've been on StarWars.com and you've done a little bit of research from here and there, but uh, I think we all can appreciate that you know that 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 was no, cantina West- level <laughs> level twin action. All right, so yeah, good, good no, work. The- well, and, the, and, and you're right. West End Games, who who produced the original Star Wars RPG, does not get nearly enough credit, nor do most people realize how much of the Star Wars universe they sort of created. Yeah. You, again, when the game came out, you only had the first three movies. And basically, when they got the license, they worked with Lucasfilm and said, OK, we're going to make this game. We want to you know, create supplements. We want to you know, fill in the universe. And Lucasfilm kind of said, yeah, go ahead and make this shit up as you go. I mean, run it through us. We have to clear everything. But they created a lot of really in-depth, interesting backstory to a lot. Like, all the people in the cantina that I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. I know who, like, the twins you mentioned. Like, 
that was written up by the folks at West End Games. And it became part of the unit, you know, Lucasfilm put its stamp on it and made it official. Um, yeah. When they when they started, you know, coming out with, you know, additional novels and stuff like the, the first trilogy that came out, the uh, Timothy's on books, they literally sent him a box full of the West End Games material as here's background info. Here's 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 a bunch of information on the world to use to use as a reference. Um, and it's just permeated throughout. Yeah, if you're do you do you if, have that? Do you still have a, a large like section of your brain carved out to that, or or are you like how much oh, data do you think you retained from all that? I mean, you got to figure. I played that game from 1989 until probably about 2000, when West End Games lost the license and they it it shifted to a different. I mean, there's still a Star Wars RPGs, but it's gone through a couple different companies and a couple different rule systems. And I play, so I mean, I played that, I had those books and was playing that game for 10, 12 years. And I still have a bunch of them and still break them out and just flip through them. I mean, you know, I'm not playing the game. I still have them. And frankly, as recently as about six months ago, I started a new game and we, we were playing with the, the old rules and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's awesome. If, if, you, that's, uh... if you're a person that's, that's into Star Wars on that level and you have the means to access the old West End Games Star Wars role-playing game books. Do it. It's just chock full of interesting little tidbits like that. Like Stormtrooper helmets. Yeah. All right, so yeah. so we'll, we'll merge. Besides it being gross that there's a whole switch with your tongue, um, <laughs> not very COVID safe. So well, if it's, moment... if it's your helmet, it's your tongue. I mean, they don't, they don't, you know, it's, it's like, you're not going to, sure. you know, just swap ball caps with everybody. It's your hat. Don't wear my hat. Except That's weird. For, except for in this you know. episode, they do switch. Um, so Mando is wearing somebody else's helmet and activating well, stuff. I'm assuming they, you know, we, we don't care about Bill Burr. He took, took his off, which was great for storytelling. So oh, we yeah. know who was who. Um, oh, no. When they both had him on, I'm like, oh, boy, we're going to have a hard time telling who's who. But he's like, yeah, I'm not wearing this. I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. So so uh, Mando, I thought it might have been the first time he took his helmet off, but I think I'm mistaken. I believe he in the took final his... episode. Right. They... He, we have we have seen him take his this. This makes the third time we've seen him take his helmet off. He took it off once when he was on that that backwater woodsy planet where he was trying to hide the kid. They didn't show his face, but they showed no, he his, was you know, eating or something. When right? he went to eat, they showed him take his, his helmet off. And then in the last episode of last season, the droid took it off so he could heal him. And that was sort of a sneaky workaround because, you know, no sure. living thing can see his face. And sure enough, the droid wasn't living. So therefore that worked. This is the first time we've seen him willingly take his face, take his helmet off in front of people. And it just drives home, you know, the stakes involved. He's like, look, I can do this. And the kid is toast <laughs> or, or the, you know, or yeah. the kid is toast. There was a thing I saw, I think feels on Twitter. Um, and I don't remember by who, so I can't really attribute this to anybody, but they mentioned, and on the second watch through, I, I kind of kept an, kept an eye open for this. The way Pedro Pascal plays him with the helmet off is so on point for a person who's lived his whole life in a helmet and they point out that you know he doesn't really look use his peripheral vision like when he's looking at something he turns his whole head to look uh. at the thing like you would have to if you spent your, your whole life in a helmet like even with the helmet off you know you watch those scenes and when he's like l looking at bill burr like he turns his whole head 
to to look at him. You know, this is this is a character who has spent his whole life looking through a view screen, you know, in front of him. And even with the helmet off, he's so used to doing that. That's how he that's how he looks at things. And Pedro did such a great job of of sort of capturing that. And I don't know if that's just if that's intentional or if that's just the way it worked out. And this this person who said that on Twitter just is, you know, putting things together, but it's effective and it worked. And it was, it well, was, it was I would, amazing. I would hope that, it, I mean, I imagine it was intentional because that's their job is to kind of right. get in the mode and be like, all right, what would it be like me sitting here drinking this weird stuff? <laughs> right. um, you know, weird, weird alcohol concoction, I'm guessing, because, I mean, you don't say, yeah. hey, let's go get a drink and go open up, you know. Like that, yeah exactly <laughs> right like it's it's the the notion is let's get a drink and let's let's celebrate or whatever with yeah. actual alcohol yeah. he you could tell he was he was very you could tell what he was thinking and saying by his looks which he's been able to disguise you know when you wear yeah. sunglasses you can look at whatever you can you can like roll your eyes no one's ever gonna know right right so right. you could tell like when bill burr starts spitting off the mouth about yeah how about the families how about this and stuff and he's kind of like looking at him like stop it you know where normally you play <laughs> right. a little bit cooler and, and it also shows how uncomfortable he was he was not quick oh, on yeah. he, like he didn't have any any information to go like i don't know some people are over planners and typically if you're really you know a good fighter or uh someone with you know, good tactics, they probably think a couple steps ahead. Like, yeah. and, and before you go there, you're going to say, all right, if I'm being questioned, like, should I just make up a TK number? Should I look this up? Should I do, you know, right. like almost right. plan it. And I know they had enough time, you know, to do some, some of this. Right. And right. he just right. was like completely caught off guard. Didn't have a backstory. Oh. Didn't have his name. Didn't have anything. And I'm just like, you know, that all comes from him being in such a awkward position you've spent your whole life in this, in, in your armor, in your helmet. And granted, you're not in your armor or your helmet, but to suddenly be surrounded by people and not in a helmet, like you just tell his, he, he had that fish out of water look and it was, it was phenomenal. Here's the weird thing that crossed my mind. And I don't mm -hmm. know how many other people thought this, but he took off the helmet and I see that he's got, you know, the stubble in the mustache. And I'm yeah. like, what is the point of that in a helmet? Like I would have, I would expect you to just be full on scraggly like beard. Or like clean shaven, like you take this thing off to eat and sleep or whatever. Like, why would you maintain a mustache if you're always in a helmet? And maybe it's just <laughs> me, and I'm a weirdo like that. Uh, um, but maybe I didn't quite think of that. I honestly, I yeah. thought of like the the mustache look, and I said, oh, that's a unique, you know, look to go for. Because I couldn't tell. It wasn't like straight up just mustache. It seemed like it was yeah. just like straggly. So yeah, I would almost say, you know, there are certain. Uh, nationalities and or, or 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 so forth that have a hard time growing facial hair but, but what i'm thinking is maybe mandalorians in general don't grow much facial hair like they they you know that and that might just be his scraggly you know that might be him be. growing facial hair. yeah we don't know, I don't know. you know the only we've only seen a couple other ones and that's Django, and that's uh boba fett and um and then we saw two females uh, Bo-Katan and, and the other, and the other, and I think there was another male, and I can't remember what his facial, yeah. fe you know, what he, what he I was. I think he rocking. was clean shaven. I yeah. think he was clean shaven. So it, it, it's not, it's, it's not really important. It's just, it was just odd. an odd thing that that it's, popped it's into important. my head. It is important for us to disguise, <laughs> to discover what's going on with his grooming here. So I'm thinking yeah. that that's kind of the case because I, you know, 
Who's he shaving? When's he shaving? Who's he shaving? It's just not a thing. So I'm thinking yeah. maybe he just doesn't grow much and or, yeah. you know, then again, I don't know what causes. I imagine if you wear a helmet or like a mask all the time, you still grow your hair just as normal. It's not like it needs sunlight like a plant, right? Right, right, <laughs> right. There's not there's yeah. no photosynthesis involved there. Yeah. But this is a totally different planet, different people, different species. So it's tough to say. Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, one one lasting thing that I noticed is the the whole aspect that he sent Moff Gideon a uh, message towards the end. Did mm-hmm. you catch what that message was? Oh, it was the exact same thing Moff Gideon said to them when they were holed up in the bar, and I thought that yeah. was fantastic. Um, I didn't catch it the I first time. I caught it the yeah. second time. I'm like, oh, 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 look at that. Look, look how yeah, cool. He, yeah, that was that was yeah. Cool. He's quoting him back verbatim with his own smack talk. And it was, it was amazing. I, I That's a troll job. Perfect. Loved it. That, that was oh yeah. 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 So I don't, I was this episode. We didn't see, um, did we see Grogu whatsoever in this episode? No, no, he, 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 I think this is the first episode. He does not show up in at, at all. Like they're, they're on this mission. You do not like, we have no idea what, what you mean. He could be chilling in the cell in shackles. Who knows? Like I got, I got to think, there probably hasn't been too much that's gone on with him, but they're traveling from wherever to get to the doctor to to do the whole extraction of the materials <laughs> that they need yeah. from him thing. But yeah. then again, who knows? Like, that's the thing. Travel in Star Wars is so weird. Like, <laughs> in Star Wars, they, they travel at the speed of plot because they go from one planet to the next. If they need to get there quick, it's like, boom, you're at this planet. If you need to, you know, take forever and have a sidetrack on some ice planet covered with spiders, then that's what happens. Like, if, <laughs> if it needs to take a long time for Moff Gideon to get Grogu off to Doctor, whatever the heck, then that's what's going to happen. Or, you know, we might kick into the next episode and it's like you know meanwhile while they were raiding the base you know this is what they've done i don't know we'll well, we'll find out we will find out that was uh that was very interesting well any other thoughts on the episode in general i know we bounced around a lot but i think we covered the major plot points the other thing that that struck me is when they are trucking back to the base and mando is on the roof fighting off all the the thermal detonator dudes it was it was striking to me how quickly that armor failed like within the first couple of blows he's like trying to block them with his arm guards yeah and they just yeah. like shatter and it's like yeah this is not your mando armor and like after the fight he goes he he drops back down into the thing you could tell he's like sore and beaten up <laughs> whereas yeah, normally he he's like yeah, yeah beskar <laughs> forget about it I, you know i'm indestructible it was neat to see him in sort of a a vulnerable state like that. To where well, not like, only yeah, that, this is... shift. You could see how he shifted his <laughs> fighting style. Like oh, he, yeah. Early on, he was using his armor to try to block things, and you know, which is like fantastic. But like once that's gone, you're like, oh, okay, now I need to, you know, I need to utilize some other strengths. You know, my yeah. my wit, my whatever guns or whatever I have. And and I think the gun like stopped, wasn't it? This episode. Oh yeah. Like, he, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, he's he's shooting, and all of a sudden it did. Fail. You know. Well, like I said, the empire goes off of, you know, mass producing from the lowest bidder and just having more of them. So, you know, yeah, his blaster died mid fight. He's like, well, shit, I guess I'll throw it at this dude. And it's fisticuffs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, yep. so that was good. It was good. It was very good. It was, it, you know, love seeing these new dynamics. And and one thing that I don't think people, well, I mean, I'm sure they mentioned it because they had a whole series on Disney Plus about it. But having different directors for each episode does bring a different tone and a different vibe, which is always. Fun. Oh, yeah. 
So, yeah. so you get to see these characters that we've all started, you know, grown to love and like and, and understand now in different scenarios because, you know, the the way the the shows are filmed, you know, or shot or or the direction of that. And, it, and it's fun to see sometimes. So so we'll we'll see there. I mean, we have one episode left and yeah. lots of questions, lots of things. I almost oh, yeah. I mean, like, I hope it's an hour. Like for me, I'm like the longer, the better. I just want more Star Wars. Uh, oh, yeah. And and I know Disney Plus, and we haven't mentioned it yet. Uh, they had their big investor call, and I know this could probably be our own little episode spinoff. But uh, they announced, geez, seven, eight, maybe you know, like a ton of shows <laughs> oh, yeah. in the next couple of years. So lots of spoiling oh, yeah. Star Wars. You will not be getting rid of us. Um, no. Where you and I thought we'd be like, well, what are we going to do? We're going to hit the Clone Wars. We're going to talk about this. Well, I don't think we have to worry about any of that now. We'll have no. plenty no. to review to keep the queue, uh, the podcast uh, queue. Um, nice and healthy oh yes absolutely cool well thanks eric thanks for thanks for chatting some some good conversations some good insights there uh thanks everyone for coming along for the ride uh i think we're all looking forward to the final episode and seeing how things turn out and until next time i hope you all have a good one thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. if you have comments questions or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast.